1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
0: You know the source of your blessing, the source of your health, the source of your joy... There is a source, it's coming from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning, meaning God never changes. And may I never change in in my worship of
1: Him and praising Him. Today, Pastor Jack Morris is going to look at 10 lepers in the New Testament that were healed by Jesus that will illustrate the importance of giving thanks. Let's go hear an introduction of today's message, Where Are the Nine?
0: Now Thanksgiving is not an event on the calendar. Thanksgiving for the child of God goes on all the time. Every day of the year we are wonderfully blessed of God and we give praise to the Lord. A historian by the name of Will Durant talks about the nations of the world and he particularly refers to the united states and he said that whether it's an individual or whether it's a nation if the individual or the inna- or the nation is not thankful that nation or that individual will begin to deteriorate spiritually unthankfulness causes a decay or a rot within and we have seen uh, throughout history and even now in our own country, the moving away from spiritual biblical values. And when that happens it's not it's not an outside enemy uh, that we fear that's going to come in and take over our country it, it's the attitude of the heart that we take these blessings. And we act as though we did it for ourselves. Listen to what he says, Dr. Will Durant. He said, Our greatest threat today is not from militant Islam or terrorists who hate America, rather, it is a drift towards secularism and the abandonment of spiritual values. Listen to this. Our greatest threat today is not from The militant or the terrorist. Here's this One of the indications that decay is prevalent is the inability to express thanks and gratitude. Missing is an attitude of gratitude, the expression of thanks, praise, worship from the heart as well as from the voice. So let us praise God. Uh, I pray along with you, I'm sure you do, for our country, for our president. But I also pray for the churches and pastors of America. We have to look to the Lord, be filled with the Spirit, and become the light of the world. The light of the world is Jesus in the heart. You know, I I was trying to think of what the difference is between praise and thanksgiving. And I know I'm splitting hairs, because when we're thankful we're praising the Lord, and when we're praising the Lord we're thankful. But there is a, a nuanced difference there. In praise, we think and reflect on the majesty of God, His value, His worth. We worship and we adore Him. In praise, we give to God. Whereas in thanksgiving, we remember God's gift to us. God's blessings are acknowledged. Uh, God being the source of mercy and grace, forgiveness and salvation, all material and financial blessings and physical blessings of health. Thanksgiving is vital and critical. And may we ever remember the source of all of our blessings. You know the source of your blessing? The source of your health? The source of your joy? There is a source. It's coming from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning, meaning God never changes. And may I never change in my worship of Him and praising Him. This past Wednesday evening on New Year's Eve, I preached a message from Psalm 147, verses 1, 2, and 3 that tells us that when we worship God, God gives back to us. We're praising Him. That means giving something to Him. We're thanking Him. That means He has already given something to us. But when we praise Him, according to that passage of Scripture... God brings good into our lives. He brings that which is pleasant. He strengthens us and He heals us. So if you need something good in your life, if you need to be feeling very pleasant, if you feel that you're tired and weak and you need strength, and if there is healing in your, needed in your body or in your soul, look at Psalm 147, verses 1, 2, and 3. Praise the Lord, and you'll get it all. It'll come to you. It'll bless you. I, I, I keep thinking, and I don't want to repeat that sermon now, but uh, when I praise the Lord, when you praise the Lord, and thank Him for what He's done, God gives back blessings even when we're thanking Him. It's like I I, and I sent a, a gift certificate to an individual uh, to a particular restaurant. And we put the the dollar mark down and we sent it. And do you know what happened? In the return mail, he sent back another gift certificate with more money on that certificate than I gave him. Now that's how it works with God. When you praise God, look out, a gift from heaven is coming to you. And we're thinking, God, I want to praise you for what you've already done. God says, I'm going to do more. And there it comes. God is a great and wonderful God. He is a giving God. There was a man, a good man, and he did a lot for his friend, and then his friend betrayed him. And he couldn't understand why did he betray me. And he said, I went to visit him. I need to be a little confrontational on this. And he says to his friend, the one that betrayed him, he said, haven't I helped you? Haven't I... Didn't I pull you out of the gutter? Didn't I get you out of jail? Didn't I lend you money? Didn't I help you find a job and get a job? Why did you betray me? And the man said, he said, yes, that's right. You got me out of jail. You got me out of the gutter. You lent me money. And uh, you, you did all of these things and helped me to find a job. But what have you done for me lately? <laughs> I know some of you didn't get that, did you? <laughs> but God is never done giving, and we should never be done in our thanking of Him and praising of Him. Well, there were 10 lepers. Physically, these men were wretched. They had been lepers now for a long time. And everywhere they went, they would have to call out, unclean, unclean, keep people away from me. So many uh, feet, they must stay away. That was the law. And it was their duty to call out unclean. Away from their family, away from their friends, unable to work. They were dying. Piece by piece, little by little, they were dying. Leprosy. It it, it just destroys the body. Maybe a, a finger will fall off or an ear I'm told that even a leg fell off. Toes will fall off. And they live that way. And they die that way physically. Well, they formed a fellowship. Ten of them got together, as I said a little earlier, Misery Loves Company, and these people were miserable. But there's something in belonging. Not not just being part of and having your name on the roll, but you interact. And when you interact. There is blessing that comes from that interaction. Belonging is a very important thing. And we know that people, once they begin to feel that they belong, their anxiety goes down, their depression goes away. Belonging is absolutely important. But the most amazing thing about this small group of ten lepers they heard about Jesus. I don't know how they heard about him, but they no doubt overheard some people talking about him, that he was a healer, and this was their last chance. Jesus was, uh, was their chance to live. And Jesus went their direction, and he found them. Now, this, this blesses me, this verse 11. It says, Now, on his way to Jerusalem, meaning this was Jesus on his way to die in Jerusalem. He, he had... Like somebody says, bigger fish to fry. He was going to the cross to die for the sins of the world, yet he would take time to deal with these ten lepers. He was on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. He didn't go over into Samaria, but he was making himself available. He's always available. He made himself available. Hey, he's available this morning. We've been praying and singing looking to him for his blessing, and we're not going to be disappointed because of that. He made himself available. And when he passed by these men, in verse 13 it says, they cried out to him in a loud voice. They they were really sincere about it. They cried out with a loud voice. They put some energy into their call. They cried out, Master, have pity on us. Now, in the King James, the word is mercy. And the word mercy simply means pity. We are a pitiful bunch of ten lepers. Have mercy on us. The scripture says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Friend, we don't have to live a down, miserable, dark life. Jesus gives life. He imparts life. In him was life, and the life was the... Might have been. The scripture says, All things are possible to him who believes. Did you hear that?
1: We hope that today's message is a blessing and is building your faith in God. We will return for the conclusion following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, You'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock, and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit largocc.org. And get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. Where are the nine?
0: What's the impossibility in your life this morning? What is it that is just standing in your way and now you just acquiesce to it that It's never going to go away. It's an impossible situation. Friends, stop thinking that way. Stop talking that way. All things are possible to him who believes. Now I'm going to read it a little bit differently. All things are possible to him who comes to Jesus. That's the secret of believing. Coming to the Lord. You wouldn't go to the Lord if if you weren't already believing. That's why you went to the Lord. All things are possible to the man or the woman who comes to Jesus. So Jesus gave them a little test of faith. It was sort of like a pop quiz. He said to them, go show yourself to the priest. I can just imagine them looking at themselves and saying, the priest will drive us out of his presence. We still have leprosy. Jesus is saying, act as though you've been healed. Believe, act, and receive. Friend, you can keep looking at the darkness... And blinking your eyes at it. Or you can go to him who is the light of the world. And he will shine some glory into your life. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one. Go to him today. And watch that impossible situation begin to move. Now, here were these men. Ten of them. Nine of them went their own way and didn't even say thank you to the Lord. Only one came back. I was just about ready to entitle this message one came back one came back to the lord and was healed go show yourself to the lord now let me let me say something here when you call upon god god's going to call upon you and i think maybe that's one of the reasons people don't pray about particular situations They're they're rather taciturn and they they keep it to themselves and they think, well, prayer isn't going to work anyway. But whenever you pray, if your ears are open, God's going to say to you, do something. Do something. He told these men to act on their faith. You go show yourself to the priest. Now, when God speaks to us and tells us to do something, it's not going to be difficult to do it. God, listen to me, friend. Are you listening? God's never going to ask you to do something that you can't do. Never is he going to do that. You can do it or he wouldn't ask. And he'll even help you to do it after he asks you to do it. This was not a difficult thing for these men to go at the command of Jesus to the priest and show themselves to the priest. But let me tell you something. You can't keep living the way you've been living. You, you can't be so self-centered You're going to have to focus on the Lord Jesus. You're going to have to. And when you do that, then the Lord's going to focus on you and bring blessing into your life. See, he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows every thought, every behavior, every activity. Friend, just keep it up. Keep it up a little longer and you're going to destroy your life, your happiness, maybe even your marriage. And then you're going to wonder, what happened? What happened? What happened is, you were disobedient, you ignored God, and by your actions, you put God out of your life. But you can get God back into your life today, and there will come praise and thanksgiving and blessing and healing. Again, Psalm 147, good will come to you, pleasantness will come to you. I I can just see and hear... Unpleasantness. It seems that there's just so many unpleasant things that are happening. But you can turn it around. Friend, you have power to turn it around. Look to your neighbor and say, you have power to turn it around. Go ahead. <laughs> God has given this to you. So take faith. Take joy. Take hopefulness. These men were without hope. They were sentenced to die, and they were dying and pieces of their body dropping off. They were wretched, but they looked to Jesus. They looked to Jesus. When you look to Jesus, you're never disappointed. He's always there, and he will bless. Now, notice, 10 lepers, 10 prayers, 10 healings, and only one came back. Only one Now Jesus asked this question. He said, "Were there not nine? Where, where, where are the others?" It almost appears as though Jesus was surprised, although I'm sure he knew what was going to happen. but here's the several important things. When he asked that question, that man that came back never gave an answer. He never gave an answer. You see, salvation is individual. You have to believe for yourself. Nobody can confess your sins for you. Nobody can believe for you. No one can really pray and, uh, for you and, and unless you're obediently following the Lord and praying yourself. There's something you have to do. And when you do the right thing, the obedient thing, the blessing of God comes. Now this man didn't answer. I, I would just wonder why he didn't answer Jesus. Maybe it was a rhetorical question. I guess it was. But this man was a man, listen to me now, that could only speak for himself. I'm not going to talk about the people that miss church often. I'm not going to talk about the people who don't give. I, I'm going I'm, I'm to do what I know God wants me to do. And I'm going to leave the others with God that he can handle the situation. In the book of John, John the beloved disciple, Jesus was talking, talking about the end time, his going back to heaven. And uh, he, uh, he talked to Peter. Peter talked to Jesus. Peter looked at John, the beloved disciple, and said, what shall this man do? And Jesus said, what is that to you? You follow me. Friend, it's not what other people are doing. What are you doing? What am I doing? We're all doing something. Let's do the right thing, the obedient thing. And let the the joy of the Lord, the goodness, the, the pleasantness, the strength, the happiness, it'll come. It'll come because Jesus said it'll come. The Word says it'll come. God's Word does not lie. God is truth. Let every man be a liar, but let God be true. So it was an individual thing. I'm healed, and I'm coming back to thank you. And notice, he thanked God properly and promptly. Jesus was still at the gate. They hadn't gone very far, and that one man, leper, turned around and came back to where Jesus was He came back immediately. Friend, when God blesses you, thank Him. Have you thanked the Lord this morning? Any of you here this morning, have you said, thank you for loving me? Thank you for saving me? Thank you for coming into my heart. (laughs) Hallelujah. I praise the Lord. Friend, you have problems. We all do. What, what, What are some of our problems? Well, it may be that somebody hurt your feelings. How about the people you've hurt their feelings we've all been hurt and we've all hurt others so let's quit belly aching and say i'm part of the human race i have a savior i'm going to love him because he loves me and i'm just not going to go around whining all the time you may have hurt somebody somebody may have hurt you you may have pain you may have illness You may have financial problems. You may have relationship problems. But everybody here has at least one. And if I were a betting person, I would bet you have a number of problems. But God knows how to take care of that mess. Do you know that? He is bigger than the problem. Friend, you can nurse that problem and it will get bigger. It's not going to go away on its own. And you can't make it go away on its own. You don't have the power. You have the power to create problems, but you don't have the power to make them go away. Jesus does. He can handle that situation and make it go away. The scripture says in Philippians 4, 1, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I've learned that. Whatever state. Now, whatever state you're in, you can focus on the negative or you can focus on the positive friend you have decision-making powers, and if you're living in sin that means you have decided that you want that you think you're enjoying that you think you're going to get something back out of it you're only going to get hell out of it that's all that's all the devil can promise and you now have become a disciple of Satan Turn to Jesus today. There's help. There's blessing. You'll begin to praise the Lord. There will come pleasantness, happiness, joy, and good into your life. You can turn it around. Well, I'm not going to ask you to say that again. No. Some some people are uneasy right now. But you know where you are in Christ. Some of you might be you're not in Him at all. You've pushed Him out of your life because God and sin doesn't cohabitate in the same heart. It just doesn't work that way. But friend, you can turn it around today by turning to the Lord Jesus.
1: Friend, there is hope beyond suffering. Jesus has the power to heal whatever is troubling you. And in return, all he asks is to have a relationship with you. Go to him now and tell him your area of need. Whether it be physical, spiritual, or financial, Jesus is the answer. Look to him and find healing grace, and you will be thanking God. As we conclude today's program, here is Pastor Morris. Hello, friend.
0: I'm inviting you to watch the streaming of the Largo Community Church Worship Service at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Go to the church website, www. Largo, L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. That's Largo, L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. And click on Watch Live. It's in the upper right corner of the homepage of the website. The Word of God will be a blessing to you. It is the healing word, bringing healing to the soul, to the psychic, to your body, to your mind, to your emotions to any conflict. It's the healing word of God. Be blessed. Be abundantly blessed. I'm Pastor Jack Morris.
1: Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.